Hey, Mark. Hey, what's up, Jack? How's it going, buddy? Oh, doing good, man. We've been talking about doing this for a while now. You ready? Yeah, man. I'm ready. Let's go. You're listening to Unboxed, a youth ministry podcast where we help churches think outside the box of traditional youth ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Jack Janigian and Mark Ornis. good to be here uh, with you, man. We've known each other for, man, it's, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a real long time, like 20 years or something crazy like that. Yeah. I don't I, know. I remember close. meeting you at uh, Starbucks there in downtown Northville and connecting yeah. about youth ministry, and uh, we we're both working right in that area at the time, but here we are. Now yes, we're, sir. Now we got gray hair. And... Gray hair, <laughs> gray beard. Yeah, we're there, man. Absolutely. But we, uh, we we really have no idea what we're doing here. Nah, um, nah. No. No. Uh, the technology and stuff, we're, we're going to be learning as we go. We, we have a website. Uh, we do. We yeah. do have a website. There's yeah. nothing on it yet. No. Um, no but but maybe there. by the time people hear this, there'll be some stuff on there. But Hopefully, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to try to uh, have some fun with this to uh, get to know people, but also hopefully share some stuff that we've learned in our 25 Fifty years combined of oh ministry here. Yeah, uh, it's 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 been a long time for both of us. Been but a long time. Yeah, we'll see we'll see what God has, and we'll see what people have, and we're gonna have some fun with this. So, Mark, tell us a little bit about who you are. Uh, let let the people know who is Mark Ortis. Yeah, so uh, I've been married for about sixteen years here to my wife Lisa, and uh, we got four kids. Um, our oldest actually just started high school this year, so that's been a whole nother something else, but. Um, that's Micah. He's 14. Our daughter Cosette is 11. So she just started middle school this year. And then we got twin boys, Eli and Ezra, who are a little over seven years old. So, uh, yeah, man, we got a whole flock and, uh, I've been doing youth ministry since March of 2004. I got hired for my first paid youth ministry job part-time at first Presbyterian church in Northville. And then, uh, did that part-time until I graduated in uh, June of 2006, and then I've been doing full-time youth ministry since then. So, uh, yeah, been in the game for a while, man. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to figure out what we're doing. I'm looking at this board. There's lots of shiny colors, so that'll be fun to learn how to work that and everything. But, yeah, man, we've been at it a while and uh, just excited to pour whatever I've learned uh, through uh, victories and many, many failures over the Absolutely. years. So, yeah. Hey, uh, t- tell me about what it's like having your uh, your son in your youth ministry. How's that experience been for you? Yeah, it's it's wild, man. You know, um, I've realized all the, sh- all the stories I always shared about Micah before we got here. I should probably ask his permission now before I share him, which I guess <laughs> I should have always done. But um, yeah, it's it's been interesting, man. It's been a different ride and uh, it makes, I always ask him whenever we do like a talk about sex or something like that, I'm like, is it better or worse that it was your dad giving the talk? And he's like, <laughs> I don't know, still weird. And I'm like, okay, all right, fair enough. So, uh, yeah, it's had, it's, it's had its ups and downs, but I mean, really it's fun, man. I mean, I love having my boy around there. Um, and he takes it all in stride. I kick him around a little bit. And then with cozy in middle school now, um, yeah, same deal, man. It's just, it's really cool to see them like connecting with the student ministry, finding their friends there, their best friends there. Uh, it's it's really a joy to see. So it's different. It's a new phase of of youth ministry for me, but um, yeah, for the most part, it's been a blast. 
So, Absolutely. Yeah. So why don't you tell tell us a little bit about you, Jackie? What what uh, family, work history, all that fun stuff. What do you got? Yeah. So I've been married for uh, over 22 years now to my wife, Courtney. Uh, we actually met at the uh, first church I was serving at. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we have three kids ourselves. So my daughter, Taylor, she's a freshman in college now. Uh, and then I have two boys. Luke is a sophomore in high school, and Cooper is in the eighth grade. Yeah. So life with uh, three of them. So that keeps us busy. I'm yeah. working in um, uh, a church uh, in Plymouth, Michigan now, but I've been in three churches over the last 26 years, and all of them have been in the metro Detroit area. So yeah. uh, I've spent all my time here in this area and uh, just loving doing life and ministry here in Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. And so you met your wife at church. I met my wife at a church camp when I was serving as a youth pastor. So right there, you know, we're like, we know our stuff. Oh, yeah. We did it right. I, yeah. I, I proposed to my <laughs> wife at camp. Nice. Uh, so, nice. Very nice. So it, it's, been, it's been all throughout our lives and marriage. So yeah. and for me, having, having kids in ministry has been just, um, just a joy. And I think my daughter, Taylor, you know, she, she handled it so great. And she was mm-hmm. the first one through. Um, I remember our very first camp we went to together. We were uh, on this, um, we we're out in the wilderness of Ohio. Um, but oh, we, were, yeah. <laughs> we were hanging out down south. And then she realized that she could, um, anytime she needed something from the, the camp store or whatever, like, man, dad was there with his wallet. And for her, that was <laughs> the, that was the fun thing. She, yeah. she had what she needed, she had the inside info. But my kids had grown up all their lives as, as, Kids of youth pastors yeah. and had high school and middle schoolers around them their whole lives. So I think they they just always looked forward to being in there. But then they yeah. then they they've just all embraced it in their own way. And so my my son now is uh, in our high school ministry, and I have one in our middle school ministry. And so all very unique in our how they've handled their relationship with dad in youth group. But yeah. man, it's a lot of fun. There's yeah, it is fun. Like man. It. It's yeah. good. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited to go on this journey, and and uh, there are so many different podcasts out there. Uh, about youth ministry, but we thought we'd share a little bit about what what we're going to be about because this this is going to be it's called Unboxed. Mm-hmm. Um, we we went round and round with our, what we're going to call this, but uh, trying to help people think outside the box. But I uh, wanted to share a little bit uh, with where the concept for this podcast first came up, and it was uh, all the way back in 2018. I was at Youth Specialties. Remember the days of Youth Specialties, Mark? Heck yeah, man. Youth Specialties was great. Uh, it was it, like the Super Bowl of youth ministry, man. It is It is like people have asked me, like, what's the, the biggest thing from COVID that, that you miss that hasn't come back? And I'm still waiting for Youth Specialties to come back. Heck but, yeah. Heck uh, yeah. I, I was at this conference, and there was a, a few thousand people there uh, in St. Louis, and I was talking to somebody, and he said to me, I'm, I'm having so much fun. I got to bring somebody from my team here, and this is great. And I said, yes, I know, man. I said, I actually have a 15 people here from my from my team here. And he just looked at me, and, and he's like, man, you mega churchers are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at him. I was like, well, actually, I'm from a church of about 300 people. And he's like, 300? He said, how did, how did you have the budget uh, to bring 15 people? And I said, actually, I didn't spend a dime from my budget uh, and got them all here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. We got to take it time. How did you take 15 volunteers to use specialties and not spend a dime of your budget? <laughs> well, so here it is. I, I, I'll share this because this is the whole concept for the, the podcast of helping people think outside the box. We want to help small churches think bigger and big churches think smaller. And so mm-hmm. um, 
right then in 2018, Download Youth Ministry in Orange had taken over youth specialties, and they gave this special um, in celebration of it. They said, hey, anybody who signs up in this month, it was almost a year out, said it's yeah. going to be $99. And so I looked at that and I said, man, I'm going to bring my, I'm going to bring anybody on my team who wants. So I went and I bought 20 tickets and I, I think that was everybody on my team. If every single person had been able to go with my volunteer yeah. team. And I said, I told my leaders, I said, if you want to go, I'm going to pay your ticket. I'm going to pay your lodging. Uh, you just got to cover your own food. And, uh, I went and, uh, that spring I did a rummage sale and I, uh, I told people from our church, hey, you know, bring stuff in, wh- whatever you want to bring in. Uh, yeah. Did a three-day rummage sale. I had a couple of my uh, college students helping out, one of my interns helping out. We did like a three-day rummage sale, um, brought in a few thousand dollars, w- way over covered the cost of tickets. Yeah. And then in St. Louis, I... Uh, I found a Harry Potter Airbnb. Oh, uh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it was in walking distance to the conference, and it slept 30 people, wow. uh, which I didn't need that many. But then I subleased the extra beds to other youth pastors from around the country, and actually I ended up getting my whole Airbnb for free. Oh, my god! And gosh. so then I was actually able to cover food for my leaders, too. And so and all of that, like, man, just thinking thinking a little bit differently. Like, man, yeah, how, yeah. Can, how can we make this work? Because now I've worked at... I've worked at different size churches. You have mm-hmm. two. What what, yeah. like, what are the size churches? We're not going to talk a lot about numbers, but what are the sizes that you've worked at? Yeah, I've been uh, anywhere from the church I'm at now is around 1,600 weekend average attendance. And um, I worked at a church in Dearborn where weekend attendance was about 125, 150. So I feel like, uh, and then the other two churches I was at, one was closer to Ward's side and one was somewhere in the middle. So um, yeah, I've kind of been working with big churches, small churches. I worked at you know, a small church with a bigger budget. I've worked at a big church with a really small budget. Um, So, you know, there's been a lot of things over the years where we just have to think of things differently and, um, you know, learn how to to fundraise and stuff like that. Uh, Rummage sales, man, I don't know how you did that. That's like my worst nightmare, but (laughs) good for you, bro. Glad it worked. Um, But uh, yeah, we've had to think outside the box. We've had to think differently of how to still create a really cool experience where teenagers want to come and grow and meet Jesus and grow in their faith, um, no matter what kind of budget we had, no matter what the size of the church was. So, And what about you? You've been at quite a range too, right? Yeah. You know, I've been at three churches here in the metro Detroit area. The first church was about, you know, 1,200, and then I went to a church of about 4,000, and now yeah, I'm at a church right. of 300. And yeah. so it's like, you know, and people like look at that and like, man, you have to run all those very differently. And, and there's a truth to that, but there's the core things that are the same throughout. Right. And and what I've been able to do at the, the, the smaller church is to still have the mindset of like, man, we're not going to limit ourselves yeah. uh, based on the fact that we're a church at 300. But at the same time, when I was at a large church, there was, there was things that I wasn't doing that I was missing out on because I was like, man, we're too big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to help people on both ends of the spectrum just think a little bit differently. Yeah. And, and so we're going to see how that goes. But but each month we're going to hit a different topic, just like uh, Mark and I are part of a great network yeah. uh, in Detroit where we um, every month hit a different topic. And so we're going to talk everything from budget to events to mm-hmm. programming to communication, dealing with parents. And so every month we just want to talk about something that we think is going to be useful, but help people think of things in a little bit different way. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, when I met Jack, um, his church was really close to the church I was serving at at the time, and we were a more traditional church, and they were a more modern church. And all of our staff meetings were, 
oh man, this church is stealing our young families, stealing our people. And I just got thinking after a while, I'm like, you know what? If they're not against us, they're for us. Like we're all serving God's kingdom. We're all trying to grow God's kingdom. Um, So I just called his church and I was like, hey, I don't know who your youth pastor is, but I kind of want to meet him. I'd like to meet him for lunch or something like that, just to connect. Because we're we're all, no matter what churches we're at, we're all on the side of moving students closer to Jesus and their relationship with Jesus. Uh, So that was actually how we first met because of Jack's big threatening church. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you've gotten to know me, you know, like it's just, it's, I'm all about the big C church. You know, I want the, want the church of Jesus to grow. Yeah. Amen. And and whatever that looks like. And so however we can work together. And so now partnering not only with churches within our network, but hopefully through this podcast, having an opportunity to partner with churches just everywhere. Yeah, um, absolutely. and, And see how that, that can help us grow the church. So, well, uh, Again, just getting to know you a little bit, Mark. Share with us today one ministry fail. Oh, man, just one. Uh, Well, I tell you, Jack, there's been a few uh, over the 20 years I've been in youth ministry. One that comes to mind right away, though, was uh, at my last church, uh, Crossroads Church. We were there, and uh, I I was doing a new series, and I had actually stolen this idea from somebody else, my buddy Chris, uh, but he did a series with young adults once called Friends with Benefits, And the subtitle was how to make friendships that actually benefit your life. So I was like, oh, this is great, man. I'm going to do this with my youth group. Maybe that was my first mistake. Maybe it was fine for young adults, but youth group, I don't know. So, uh, oh, man, I got one parent who got so upset with me and uh, emailed the senior pastor. And and luckily, the senior pastor at that church was very supportive of mine. So he kind of said, you know, I believe in Marky, what he's doing and everything. But then he sat me down and he's like, probably wasn't the best idea though. (laughs) I was like, all right, all right. So I changed the name of the series. Um, But man, that's just one in a long line, one that comes to mind. I'm sure we're going to have time to learn a lot more. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely won't run out of source material for ministry fails, that's for sure. What about you, man? Yeah, you know what? The one that always comes up in my mind, and I, you know what? It was 1998, okay? I'm dating myself here. Sure, Um, sure, sure. And and we had an event that we did with our middle schoolers called Sit and Chat, where we'd go, we drove, took a bus to this nursing home, and we'd spend the afternoon just visiting with some of these uh, elderly people. Oh, that's awesome. There. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. always a great time. And uh, we got on the bus uh, on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, I did my head count. Uh, I can still remember the count. It was 34. I had 34 middle schoolers. Yeah. Uh, we got there, uh, visited with people, went around, told people, hey, we're getting ready to leave. You know, that everybody was in groups of two. So they came back to the bus. I did my head count, 34. We got back to the church. And there was two sets of parents who were there like, where's my kid? And I'm like... <laughs> I did a head count. I know we did it. Uh, like, like they have to be here. Maybe they went to the bathroom here at the church or whatever. And then uh, a couple of my middle school girls said, hey, did you know that uh, Suzanne and Aaron met us there? Stop. <laughs> like, oh my I gosh. did it. And this is, this is like, so, and I shared the 1998 part because there's no cell phones. You know, right, the parents yeah, don't have sure. cell phones. These middle school kids certainly didn't have cell phones. So the nursing home's got these couple girls who are there, like, oh in my gosh. these seventh grade girls. It was the wrong girls to leave. They were in tears. <laughs> uh, like, the parents Stuck had to the rush nursing back. Home, bro. Like, there's no one to call. There's nothing. It was, it was, 
Oh, I, oh my, my heart just like sank. I always felt awful for a while, but yeah, yeah uh, it's not my only time I've left somebody, but it's the most memorable <laughs> one. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll share more of those as we go. Yes, it's true. Jack and I have ministered to teenagers all the way back to before cell phones were readily available. Yeah, so yeah. you know, we're getting old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's do this. Uh, we're going to, one of the things we're going to do every episode is we want to share resources and we're going to talk about some games and activities. Each time we're going to have a segment just saying, hey, you should play this. And, yeah. and we're going to talk about something. It might be a screen game, might be a, a, an at-large game, um, something that works for a variety of group sizes. Um, and so we want to give those to you. But take some time before we do that. The uh, We're going to have a sponsor for this segment uh, each month. And, and that sponsor is an organization that I love. Yes. Uh, and I actually met uh, for the first time at a specialties conference years back uh, called Nine Square in the Air. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I personally own... Uh, <laughs> We have three nine square sets, uh, which is a little bit of overkill. Uh, There's a reason behind all of them. Our middle schoolers and high schoolers don't share well. We have one of the man set, but man, uh, I've been working with uh, and nine squares, an organization that was actually started by a youth pastor. Yeah. I uh, had a great idea for his youth group and now has sold it to others. And uh, they are sponsoring this podcast. And we're super excited to have them on board with us. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes sense. You even know the nine square guy, because why wouldn't you? You know, everybody. Um, but yeah, they're actually doing something really cool uh, for our podcast. If you go to their website, ninesquareintheair.com, Use the code UNBOXED150. You can get $150 off of one of their original Nine Square sets or off one of the neon sets they have on their website. And uh, let me tell you, this is a really easy ministry win. Like if you don't know what to do with the kids who show up early or whatever, we set up our Nine Square uh, every single week. And every week we have kids lined up to play uh, as soon as they start showing up for youth groups. So highly recommended. Again, the code is UNBOXED150. One five zero, and you get one hundred and fifty dollars off their original set or the neon set as well. So highly recommend it. Easy ministry win. Jump on it. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about some games here. Let's do it. Hey, you should play that. Yeah. So uh, one of the it's a resource on downloadyouthministry.com. Uh, you'll realize a theme throughout this. Jack and I are big fans of the games and resources and teachings that we can get on DYM. Uh, but we downloaded the resource Fiesta Olympics last year. We're, I think it was over spring break, so we knew we were going to have smaller numbers. Um, but we knew there were still going to be some kids around for spring break, so we still wanted to do something special with them. Uh, so we downloaded this resource from DYM, and let me tell you, it was even better than we thought it would be. They have uh, five separate unique games that are all surrounded around Taco Bell items. So you do a pickup from Taco Bell, you know, you get a little extra because guys got to eat, you know. And uh, But uh, it's five unique games that are so fun and they have minute to win it style instruction videos uh, to play before each one. So they make you look really cool, even if you're like me and have no idea how to make videos. Um, but man, my kids thought I was really cool when I played those videos, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I made that, you know, it's, it's all good. Um, but we even made like a pump up video before where we, uh, recorded me doing some like exercise training around eating Taco Bell and stuff. And it was just really easy win. And, uh, our students all had a blast with it. And then we had some students who did go away on spring break who were upset that we did it while they were on spring break, nice. uh, which, you know, that's a win, right? That's, that's a win when they feel win. like they missed. So, 
yeah, really cool, easy event. It's called Fiesta Olympics. Highly recommend it. You could even split up all the games and do five different nights if you want to. But um, yeah, really easy win for us. Uh, so what about you, Jack? What do you got from DYM? Yeah, well, I'll tell you this, uh, and just to echo what you just said, you want to create an environment where your kids hate to miss. Mm-hmm. And so so having some of that, like, uh, that FOMO of the kids who are gone on spring break is an okay thing because that yeah. brings the energy for when they bring back. And we'll, we'll talk about programming in the time to come. But it's yeah. so important to be thinking through that and strategizing and being specific. Um, I, I'll just say this. Uh, is I'll just talk about screen game. Um, there, if you go on download youth ministry again, there's an author, John Lindsay, and uh, oh, yeah. basically I own everything John Lindsay's ever made. Um, but, but John Lindsay, he's got some just, just crazy games. Uh, I, I the favorite and the one he's most well known for is the game dead cat Classic. Um, and dead cat two. And, and that is one that every youth ministry at some point has to play. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in fact, I, I know the last time we played it, so I can bring it back again yep. Yep. Know, in four Mark years. Mark that on the calendar. And so absolutely. Like it's just, it's just a fun uh, interactive game and you can, Take a lot of the games that you find online on websites like Download Youth Ministry, and there's other ones we'll talk about as well. Yeah. But but sites where you can take games and then you have to think creatively, like how can I best utilize this in my group? Mm-hmm. A game like Dead Cat, you could play over the course of ten weeks. Yeah. Um, or you could play it all, knock it all out in one night. Or we did a night where we had our high school, and middle school in different rooms and said who can beat the game first, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so there's just different ways, and, and so that's part of just. The creativity, and some people say, "Hey, I'm not a creative person," but uh, down will do the ministry. They actually make it really easy for you to seem yeah. And really that creative. that dead cat game and a lot of John's games, um, they're so easy. Like there's yeah. no prep. You know, you basically just hit it and go. And they work for all different size groups. They worked for my youth group uh, in Dearborn when I had 15 to 20 students in the youth group, and then Jack and I just used it for an event we did with several churches in our area, a middle school retreat we did. And we played it with, you know, a couple hundred students and it works just as well. So no matter what size your group is, what size your church is, easy win. Really yeah. cool game. Yeah, we played two John Lindsay games that day. We played Dead Cat and Maze Craze. Oh yeah, Maze Craze so. is awesome. <laughs> Highly recommend Maze Craze oh, too. That's such a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Your your high schoolers might get very angry by the end of Maze <laughs> yeah. Craze. So just just mentally prepared for that. Uh, yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm yeah, o- that's I'm o- the best part. Yeah. I'm okay with the chaos that brings. Well, that that was uh mm-hmm. hey. Uh, you should play this, but uh, let's just close with this, Mark, uh, as we talk about who we are and uh, what this is going to be about. Yeah. Uh, 20 plus years in ministry now, but share share here. Uh, what is the biggest lesson that you have learned in your time in ministry? Yeah, so I'll share something real quick because we're going to get more into this in a later episode too. But uh, man, the biggest lesson I've learned is the power of the people I surround myself with. Uh, the power of the team serving the youth ministry, you know, uh, as as you all know, youth ministry can be very draining emotionally, spiritually. If you surround yourself with the right people who are going to check in on you, um, people who are going to um, who love teenagers and love Jesus as much as you do, um, it just makes it so much more fun. You know, I've I've had some some difficult people on my student staffs in the past who uh, just make it make it hard. You know. Uh, so a lesson I've learned over the years is the first thing, no matter where I go, whatever church I start at, first thing is surrounding myself with the right people on our volunteer team um, who are going to be joyful about serving, make it a joy to serve. And uh, it's just, it's huge. It's everything to me. So, and we'll definitely be talking about recruiting and training volunteers in the future too. So, yeah. 
for me, uh, I'll say this is that, uh, you know, in, in all these years of ministry, my, my most difficult year of probably my life, but ministry as well, was 2014. I mean, 2014 was a year I, I really just crashed. And um, I crashed spiritually, I crashed uh, vocationally. Mm-hmm. And and what it comes down to is what I got to learn through that process. And, and I just, I just uh, had the opportunity to sit under the teaching of a guy named Alan Fadling, who's written some incredible books oh, called yeah. An Unhurried Leader, An Unhurried Life, um, which I wish I would have read those way earlier than I did. Yeah. Um, but I, I got into a, a season of life, and it probably extended further than I want to admit, where I confused what I was doing with who I am in Christ. Yeah. And so my my job uh, really defined my relationship with Christ rather than allowing my relationship with Christ to define who I was. Yeah. And so... Um, and so because of that, there was, there wasn't the depth. And so then when, man, when, when the enemy started to push, I didn't have what I needed. Um, because for me, my job was everything. Yeah. And so, um, I, I, a verse that, that was really meaningful to me during that season of life that, that God brought before me was Jeremiah two thirteen. It says this, it says, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water. And they've dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Hmm. And, and that was me. Like, not only had I forsaken the spring of living water, but, man, I, I was being held together with duct tape. You yeah. know, and I was, instead of just allowing Christ to, to move and work in me. So um, I have enjoyed such a peace over the last 10 years as I've learned to just experience Jesus first. Yeah, and allow Jesus to define my life. So there's gonna be more to come from that as well, yeah, uh, because that's a that's a pretty defining thing. Um, but man, if you're listening today and you are a youth pastor, or a youth worker, youth director, whatever your title is, a volunteer, um, don't let your job define you. Yeah, let absolutely. Jesus, let Jesus define you. Amen. Amen. Well, Mark, it's been a good time, man. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Hey, yeah. you want to do it again next month? Let's do it again next month. Okay. It'll be fun. Yeah, let's go. Hey, fantastic. Hey, if you're uh, joining us today, thanks thanks for listening. Absolutely. And uh, we, hope, we hope uh, to be able to interact with you really soon. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. You've just listened to Unboxed, a youth ministry podcast. Come follow us on Instagram or Facebook. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure and leave us a review. If you didn't enjoy this episode, we are sorry. Reviews are not available at this time. To all of you who joined us today, thanks for listening.